Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Now launching SECQB in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We have lift off. Welcome back to the SECQB podcast presented by Believe. I'm your co-host, Riley Sinyard, joined with our great host, Mr. Zach Mettenberger. What's up, fellas? And our fantastic producer, Mr. Alex Carter. Good to see you back. Oh, my God. Every week. Every week, Zach. His neighbor. I was surprised you. His neighbor, Dorothy. It's like, where the hell's my wind chime? <laughs> God bless. <laughs> Those damn kids. I'll bring it back, Dorothy. It's okay. Incredible. A uh, quick outlook on this week's podcast. We've got uh, some things to recap for sure um, in the SEC world. Uh, let's look back at the Texas A&M Colorado game. Haynes King went out with an injury early. Uh, USC ECU ended up being as good of a game as Vegas predicted. Kentucky beat down on Missouri. UGA dominated with their backup quarterback Stetson Bennett. A lot of hot takes there. Arkansas given a taste of the SEC to Texas in Fayetteville. Mm. That was a wild game. Uh, we got the QB situation in Florida. That's a hot take. Emory Jones did not look so hot against South Florida. And uh, redshirt freshman Anthony Richardson stepped up and made some big plays, tied some records, broke some records. Um, we'll then move into an outlook on this weekend's games and uh, make our picks and predictions. Just to update the public, I'm currently leading. I've missed six or I've missed four picks so far. Zach has missed the most, I think. Six, baby. I'm on I'm hot. I'm in last place. And Carter's in second with only missing five picks. It's a long season. The fact that the that the gap's that narrow doesn't doesn't scare any competition away. Yeah, but we'll but get them ones st- and twos build up over sixteen weeks. Exactly. You gotta watch out for them. Oh God. So to rip it off, Zach, I wanna kinda Get your take real quick on the uh, Texas A&M Colorado game. I don't know how much you got to watch, how much you've looked back on. Uh, it was somewhat of an underwhelming game, thinking that the Texas A&M was going to come out after a slow start against Kent State. I really thought that they were going to come out and have an explosive first half and game on offense. Next thing you know, first, second, third, whatever it was early in the game, Haynes King goes down with an injury. We find out now he's going to be out four to seven weeks. Um Backup comes in. There was not much offense in this game at all. And uh, Texas A&M squeaked it out with a late fourth quarter win. What's your take there with the number five ranked Texas A&M team? You know, I'd be really scared if I was Jimbo, you know. Um, Even with King, right, they still, you know, haven't looked tip-top. But, you know, you just – I don't know. You just struggle at Colorado. One one or a hundred as a coach. That's all you care about. Just get the win. Um, but to compete and be a top five team and just seeing what's out there across the country and being what program they want to be, especially all the money that they get and those gigums and the gold ring society. And uh, what, are those, what are those yell leaders? Only five guys in white paint suits. Weirdest thing ever. Um <laughs> But nah, maybe Calzada bounces back. I mean, um, 
He did seem to get better as the game went on. I will say say that. It's all about rhythm, but, you know, usually you come off the bench and a guy, you know, he's hot, he's ready because you don't have to think about it all week. At least that's how, you know, I was. Fitzpatrick is, you know. So we'll see. But for sure, Fisher's, uh, or yeah, Jimbo's got a, a big, big task getting those guys ready. Yeah. Um, Another game. I mean, my my take on that game was I was I was honestly in shock. So as we mentioned last week's podcast, yeah, going to Colorado in the Buffs' backyard in a pro football stadium, altitude was not a it's 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 really not an excuse. But um, I I was really shocked at how much Colorado and their quarterback were able to move the ball in Texas A M's defense early. So Texas A&M's defense, known for the pass rush, known for containing the run, they were missing calls left and right. They weren't getting lined up in time. It was kind of like one of those scenarios where you just look at it and go, they didn't take this game serious enough. Um, and, the, and, the, and the win was in jeopardy the entirety of the game until you know the last drive there. Um, so Texas A&M, final synopsis, highly overrated right now. I'm going to need to see a ton of improvement before I think they're a top 10 football team or a threat in the West. Got to have a trigger man that, you know, you believe in to be a a top 10, you know, top 25 for sure, but top 10, top five, you got to have a confident trigger man. So we'll see how their season progresses. Um, I wanted to get your take real quick. The Tennessee Pittsburgh game ended up being more entertaining than I thought it would be. We talked about it. Um, it was a Tennessee plus three at home or plus three and a half at home game. I took, I thought Tennessee was going to cover it and win it. And uh, they had every opportunity to do so. The The thing I really want to focus in and get your take on Zach uh, Milton, the guy we talked about, the mistakes he made week one on Thursday night, um, two weeks ago was, you know, slow feet or dead feet in the pocket. He was sailing balls like he was the T-shirt guy at halftime at a game. <laughs> um, we saw him do that more this week. He, he he was still a little bit slow with his feet in the pocket, late on reads, late in his progressions, overthrowing balls. He did throw a few that were on the money. He ends up getting hurt. Hooker comes in and shows some complete tenacity and competitiveness. And I felt like did a hell of a job for Tennessee. And if I'm a Tennessee fan right now, I'm looking back and going, it's hard to hate Milton because he's come in, like like you mentioned last week, little preparation, a month to learn the office, give it everything he's got. You can see it in his face that he's got grit. He wants to win. win. He's competitive. He's a good guy. Hooker comes in and makes some plays down the stretch to keep Tennessee in that football game. Is it going to be – I mean, assuming that Milton, uh, you know, I think he had an ankle injury or a calf injury, he's going to be healthy here in a week or two. Um, Is Hooker your guy or is Milton your guy? What's your take there after seeing that? You know, it it just depends on how healthy Joe is. But, man, Hooker definitely, you know, put a spark, right? You know, came in, came in blazing. Running, throwing. Um, I mean, that's a tough decision for Hypo, right? Guy, one guy's got more experience. Both haven't been in the system very long. Uh, but I don't know. I think you know, if Joe's healthy, I think you give him one more shot. Um, maybe he can, you know, get it going and sustain a game. Uh, maybe he gets his feet. You know, finally he just puts it all together, right? He just gets it all together and can and plays a pl- complete game. What he's capable of doing. Um, and if not, then you come down to, 
you know, who's the guy that gives us best chance to win the football game. If that's, that's hooker at that point, but you know, I'm all about giving a guy, you know, a full, a full chance, full opportunity to, to prove if he's the guy, especially if he was the first guy you picked, but we'll see if he's healthy this week or not. Let me ask you this, Zach, obviously different stage, um, a little bit different caliber here, a similar scenario with you, maybe not in college ball, but in the NFL, you're with the Titans. Mariota goes down. You get the call in the middle of the game. You got to step up. Mariota's out. You ended up starting for, I can't remember, four to six weeks after that. But during that game, it wasn't it wasn't like a practice injury and you get a full week to prepare. You had to come in um, in, in the middle of a, of a tight ball game and step in. Um, with the Titans when Mariota, Marcus Mariota goes down. What is that like? I mean, I know that it's different from NFL to college, but SEC balls, you know, as close as you can get to NFL ball. What is that feeling like? What is your mindset like? And what can you do to just kind of clear your mind and focus on the task at hand? What What, what is – walk us through that. For me, it was always uh, like you don't have enough time to really psych yourself out. You know, you got to go out there and you got a job to do. Any situation, you know, shoot, it could be third and 12. You know, hey, we got to get this first down and get the chains rolling. Uh, it doesn't matter that your first play. It doesn't matter that you didn't rep these game uh, game plan plays during the week. You should know them. But, you know, it's, it's, it's almost, you know, not easier, but, you know, you're not as stressed out throughout the week thinking about all the checks, all the reads, everything. Right, you're not going into the fire. You're always prepared and ready, but it's it's just less stressful on yourself when you don't have to do it all week just thinking about being the guy. And then you come off the bench and there's really no expectations, right? Oh, it's the backup guy. So you're just playing free, man. So And it's an opportunity. And it's an opportunity. So you just go out there slinging. You know, maybe maybe they simplified it right and kind of ran their base plays, which is ironic because, you know, they probably game planned a ton and then went back to their base stuff and it was it was hitting better than stuff they're doing with Milton. So there's a lot of factors, but sure. I like Milton. I wanna you know, I wanna see him I do one too. more time. One more yeah, time. I do too. I do too. I'm not giving up on the kid. I think Tennessee's in a good scenario. I told my Tennessee buddies this. You're in a good scenario. You've got proof that you've got a backup quarterback that will still compete, has the grit, has the brains to play the football game to the end of the game, keep you in it. Um it's a good problem to have. Well, like you, you got to be optimistic if you're a Vols fan right now. Right? No doubt, no you know, doubt. Like that's, for that's, the future, that's, like all the all all the above, it's starting to look, you know, starting to feel more like old old Vols. Hell, score hell scoring that many points. Yeah, so we'll see. You know, we'll see. we're not opinionated on this podcast, but I picked Pittsburgh out of spite. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> but they ran the ball really well. Tennessee did, and you know, I was really surprised that it got that close. And like you said, good for them, you know. Yeah, it was a great game. It, it really was. Uh, once again, Vegas wins the Wizards of Odds. Um, all right, moving on, Zach. Next one, your boy, Zeb Nolan. He had a scare. We talked about this game. It actually shocked me when we were talking last week. I was like, man, I haven't even looked at the line on this game. I don't even know if Vegas has a line on this game. And come to find out, ECU was favored one and a half. It ends up turning before kick, by the way. The public bet it the other way. Um, and South Carolina ended up being favored a point or something, but it was literally a coin toss of a game. And and ECU was leading for a while. South Carolina came back in fashion. Your boy Zeb got it done, won it for the SEC. It was big for our swirly pick'em. Any takeaways there, or was that kind of a wash? 
Uh, nah, dude, Zeb, I mean, just, just vet, like just playing like a 24 year old out there, you know, uh, you know, he's going to get more consistent, right? The guy's only had like two weeks off the, off the couch in a, in a, in a windowless room breaking down film for the coaches. (laughs) So, you know, he's going to get more, you know, more in rhythm. Uh, and you know, they've also got a good problem. You got a guy who's obviously, capable of running the offense, capable of, you know, dropping his sack in big games and, and winning big games when it comes down to it. Uh, you know, they got a good problem there too. I mean, Doty's going to come back and get healthy here soon. Yeah. Um, so again, Beamer's got a tough decision to make. Uh, but dude, I'm rolling with Zeb. Oconee Warriors, let's go. Keep rolling, Zeb. Still my favorite storyline of the year so far. You can't beat it. Hell. Yeah. Come on, Beamer. Exactly. Just give him the year. Just, you know, red shirt yeah. dude. He gives up the year. Just it's for like the story. It's like the replacements have come to Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> dude, Shane Falco, Zeb Nolan. I feel like they've got a thing there. I mean, is it not Movie same script? wavelength? It is I don't know. Script. I'm not yeah, I'm not calling universal, but you can. <laughs> Uh, Kentucky beats down Missouri, man. Uh, we've been, that's two weeks in a row that we've been high on your guy at Missouri, which I know I still think that he's got a ton of upside. Dude, I mean, he lit it up. Like, I know. I was yeah. going to say, he, he, he's, he, he's got, he's shown he's got the talent. What were, what were his stats there? Um, Do you have him? He was, yeah, he's 34, 51, 294, four tutties and a, and a picky. Yeah, I mean, dude, they're throw, they're throwing it fifty one times with them. Yeah, dude, I mean, they're spinning. And and what was the final score of that game? Um, where are we at? Where are we? It at? was one of the. Yeah, it was. Yeah, one dude, of the, it was it was a shootout. More yeah, or less right. Um, sure. But you know, gosh, good good for Kentucky. I mean, solid solid East win, right? Levis uh, just doing enough to get the win. Yeah, one by a um, touchdown. So. We'll see, but Missouri, man, I, I feel if I'm Missouri, I feel good because I got a dude at quarterback. So I agree with you. The thing is with Basilak is that he's got so much upside. The thing with Will Levis is coming in as a fifth year or whatever he is, six year graduate transfer. There was points in that game, and I didn't watch the entirety of the game. I went back and watched some highlights. I was flipping back and forth, but. uh there was there was several times in that game where you could tell Levis was a veteran. You know, yeah. he made some decisions to where a freshman, sophomore, redshirt guy might not have made the same decisions. He got it done. He he protected the football in the end, and that's kind of Mark Stoops' football. That's why we we we've been talking about. It's why we like watching Kentucky in the East. They just you just never know with Kentucky. Will they end up getting blown out in a game this year against a better opponent? Of course they will, but. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna, but they're gonna hang in there. They're Go gonna on. hold their Still own. Still basketball school. It's gonna happen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, All right, we Zach, got, we got, we can talk about one more from this past week, and I think we got to get going on these this this new week of pickums. I need redemption. Well, what's 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 the last one you want to talk about? Well, I've got two. One can be quick because it was a no nobody game, but it's a difference in quarterbacks. JT Daniels sat out. Um, with a brief injury. I think he's fine. It was a core injury, but Stetson Bennett comes up and throws damn 114 touchdown passes, whatever he did. Looked great. Yes, it was UAB. UAB is not a bad team. Uh, just tell me a little bit what you think about Stetson Bennett and their domination over UAB. Does that matter? Hell, we know it's good to have a backup quarterback. He looked sharp. Yeah, dude. I mean, he he's obviously a veteran, played a lot of games last year. Um, obviously showed he's improved. I mean, but again, 
JT Daniels is the money man there. I don't think he's got anything to worry about. He's coming back and he's going to step right back into the starting role. Um, but dude, talk, definitely talk about a, a game to remember. I mean, I threw five touchdowns against UAB, so I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a high honor, a big club that Stetson has just joined the five touchdown club against UAB. <laughs> oh shit! You said Welcome. that in week one or two. It's imp- yeah, it's hard to it's hard to do that on your on air, you know. It's tough, uh, but yeah, I and, mean, and UAB's not a bad squad. I'm gonna tell you right now, Georgia's well, the real deal. We know that. We knew that. That's for sure. But well, they're they're, well, they're not SEC good. They're not Georgia good. We know that, but they're they are a very good program for their conference. Um, and then last one we're gonna talk about before we look look ahead, Arkansas. Over Texas, man. I called this. I told y'all. I hate to brag about it. Arkansas. Carter, Carter picked it too, dude. I was on the damn Sark bandwagon. <laughs> and I know you were. And God bless, dude, Texas. <laughs> I don't know what's in the water, but ever since Mac Brown left, it's been like new coach and literally same story. Optimism, hope, just dead offense, no spirit defense, like Everything's bigger in Texas. The L's, the L's are too. When are we gonna stop believing in Texas? I don't the, know. The L, the L's are bigger in Texas too, man. I yeah, loved but, uh, it. I loved watching it. What a taste! Welcome to the SEC, Texas. That's what you got to look forward to. What is a mid-tier to mid-upper tier SEC team just beat the absolute dog out of you, bro? Yeah, man. Um, and KJ Jefferson played whole game. a clean game, man. Uh, he Great played a clean game. game. He had, he had one mistake, but. Running and, and being efficient in the passing game, I mean, you know, they're they're running by committee. I mean, shoot through over three hundred yards. So that makes your job much easier as a quarterback. If I'm in the SEC West, I'm not looking forward to the date where I play Arkansas. I'm telling you that right now. Especially especially if you're in Fayetteville. Oh yeah. I mean they're they're definitely a place was rocking. They're definitely a sleeper team that's gonna get more people this year. Um and I already saw that Hudson Court card kid for Texas is being benched. Benched, for yep. The next game, so we'll see how that that plays out for for old Sark. Definitely not picking Texas if they come back up, though. Now we're gonna look forward to our week three matchups, and let's get the picks rolling again. As we said earlier, we've got a tight battle in the swirly bowl here. No hey, pu- pull out the magic eight ball. I want to see what the magic eight ball is going to say. Eight ball, eight ball on the wall. Will Riley be the one who gets swirlied of us all? Contacting the Oracle. Ask again later. Oh, you dodged the bullet for another week. I'm going to ask <laughs> what, again. What a good boy. I mean, he don't want to answer that question. I'm in the lead right now. Of course he don't want to answer what that I question. Got, I, need, I need to know if the Magic 8 ball knows something I don't. Yeah, it's it's a, not looking good for Team Met. It's a, no, it's a narrow margin. You're good. The, the, this, Just like my fantasy team, dude. All falls apart before it even gets going. This, could, Jesus. this could flip in a heartbeat. This is why you, you don't leave a blackjack table on a heater. You don't give up on a bad girlfriend. You got to stay in there and ride it out. <laughs> Damn right you do, buddy. All right, Outlook. Week three, Zach. Here we go. All right, first game. First game, we got LSU Tigers, Central Michigan, Chippewas. I got LSU. And what is the line right here? They are favored 19 and a half. Riley, what you got? I'm taking LSU to win. I'm taking the Chippewas plus the points. Oh, yeah, LSU. Definitely LSU. LSU wins. Central Michigan, just like they covered week one against Missouri, they give LSU hell. LSU still ain't there yet. 
I hope you lose money. All right, next game, Thank New you. Mexico, Texas A&M. It is 29 and a half, New Mexico. Just kidding. 29 and a half, Texas A&M. Um, so I don't know if they cover with cover that with, with Calzada, huh? Yeah, I, I, I would rather look at the under in that game. I could see that happening. Um, I don't know what the over-under is um, off the top of my head, but – I would bet the under before I would bet ooh, on Texas A&M. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, you got number, that pulled up? I don't even know. Yeah, you know, it's got the whole thing. Over, under is 15 and a half. 15 and a half? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take the under there. When did this become a betting show? God dang it, Riley. Since you brought me on as a co-host, Zach. Oh, uh, God, dude. <laughs> All right, well, I got I got, I got A&M. Texas A&M. A&M. Figure it out, Calzada. Let's go. Yeah, A&M's going to win the game. They've got to show something. All right, I'm going to flip this here and... Okay, I'm going A&M, too. Yeah, I was about to say, if you freaking pick New Mexico... <laughs> Would, wouldn't be a wild pick. We got to find a new producer. Yeah, it wouldn't be a wild pick after seeing that A&M play. Ah, yeah, well, we'll see. All right, next game, Chattanooga, Kentucky. UTC. No... Shout out to my boy, Jaron Norfleet. Played at UTC, Dude. killer defensive end, a buddy of mine. Uh, currently a high school football coach at my alma mater, Huntsville High School. Just quick shout out to Jaron. He is a UTC chat. Chattanooga moccasin, baby. AKA the fighting Terrell Owens is um UTC. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got I got the Wildcats of Kentucky. They're trying to not be just a basketball school. What's the spread there, Zach? What's the spread on that game? I don't think there is one. I got nothing on the CSPN. There app. probably isn't. I'm riding I'm I'm riding with Stoops and the Wildcats too. I'm impressed with Will Levis. I think Kentucky keeps it rolling. I'm going Wildcats. Next matchup on the docket, CMO versus Mizzou. And if you don't know what CMO is, that is Southeast Missouri State Red Hawks. A lot of, lot of Butler Community College homies went there. Uh, and they got the Missouri fighting Basilax. Basilax going to just torch face the earth. No one's going to recognize the uh, Red Hawks afterwards. They I agree. Change their mascot. I got Missouri. I can't even find the schedule. Let's go, Missouri. I'm yeah. calling this. Yeah. Right, that's the right call, Carter. That's the right call. <laughs> all right. All right. Next game, we got the Tennessee Tech. Uh, Golden Eagles versus Tennessee Volunteers. No no spread. Nothing. Tennessee. Tennessee all the way. I think if Tennessee had five more minutes in that last game, they would have beat Pitt. If Hooker had played well, earlier, yeah. they would have won. It's, it's a bunch another of, good game to give them both reps and see what the heck happens. I agree, and I think we see Harrison Bailey in this game too, the pocket passer who hadn't gotten any clock yet. So uh, we'll Tennessee he might be entering the transfer portal soon. Who knows? Who knows? Yes. Um, but I got Tennessee. Sorry, sorry, Golden Eagles. Uh, to my chagrin, I'm I'm going to pick Tennessee. We know that was yeah, hard for you. Carter. Everyone's the same so far. This is bull crap. All right. Game of the week, one verse 11. Rammer Jammer, Yellow Hammer, Go to Hell, Alabama, Crimson Tide versus the Florida Gators wear jean shorts. The Florida Mans. You know, I watched that highlight, you know, of uh, of their game, and they, you know, they always pan to the crowd scoring touchdown right. They, they just zoom in on like a, a Florida man tweaking in the stands for sure. Grinding his <laughs> teeth down to the nubs. I don't you know, he might not, have, he might not have had teeth. They might've been dentures. They took out, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. People that mouth that just goes back and forth. The Florida man mouth. Uh, but Florida man, you know, unless they take bath salts, uh, I don't think they got, uh, 
snowball's chance. It's only 14 and a half, but uh, only it's number one versus number 11. That's a lot of points. I, dude, I know. I'm just, I'm, I, again, it's Alabama, dude. You know, I, I don't think out, you know, Florida's got too many question marks right now. Emory hasn't been playing great. You know, the other dude pulled his hammy on the long touchdown run, you know, and Alabama's just, they're crisp, you know. So what's going to happen with their quarterback situation in Florida? We'll see. We'll see this, you know, we'll see if Emory Jones is a dude or if it's going to be the Richardson show afterwards. But, yeah, I don't think 14 and a half is enough. I think Alabama's really going to put it on the, the Gators and maybe get a rematch later in the year. All right, so I'm going to give you my two-minute rundown. I told you this. I, I was going to take a little bit more time with this. First of all, Alabama did not get better this past weekend against Mercer. A lot of mistakes, sloppy play. The offensive line looked terrible. Too many penalties. Uh, Bryce Young still kept the game in control but didn't hit a lot of open targets. We had drop catches. Um, you have guys missing assignments. You had late scores. Florida, on the other hand, the focus of this talk right here, Emory Jones comes out against South Florida and does not command the game, does not finish it. He throws two or three, two picks, I think, in a fumble as well. Uh, as much of a leader as he is, uh, I know Dan Mullen loves him, and I don't disagree with that. I, I think the world of Emory Jones. This, this redshirt freshman kid, Anthony Richardson, comes out. He's the first Florida quarterback since Tim Tebow to rush for and pass for 100-plus yards in a game and he did it in like 15 plays in three passing attempts he threw two touchdowns and four rushing attempts he runs for over 100 yards yes the bad point and the spoiler is he tweaks his hammy crossing the goal line in the fourth quarter on his last 80 yard touchdown run they need him against Alabama I'm telling you right now they're going to need him the remainder of the year as much as I love Emory Jones as a leader I think that Anthony Richardson is the starting quarterback for Florida mid midway through the season and towards the heat of the schedule in her conference. Um, so without Anthony Richardson, I think Alabama covers. I've got Alabama winning either way. I don't think I, I don't think as highly as Emory Jones of Emory Jones as I did week one. I think Anthony Richardson is the future for Florida. He's a scary player. He's a big guy. He can run. He can throw. He can lead. He's smart. But I take Alabama to win this game. And I take Alabama to cover. Sizzle. Stop the clock. What was that, Carter? Was that on time? <laughs> you got it in, man. Hot plate. Waffle House. Yes, sir. Smothered, covered, <laughs> chunked for my man, Riley. With a side of Waffle House sauce, which if you don't know about that, ask about it. Oh, shoot. All right. So in that long spiel, people, I think he picked Alabama. I did. <laughs> uh, Carter? Uh, well, first of all, on behalf of all the Florida men and Florida women out there, I we apologize for... Zach's behavior about bath salts and and all that good stuff. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking Alabama guys. Hey, it's, it's, it's funny because it's true. All right, next game on the docket: Georgia Southern, Arkansas. Woo, pigs, we. Yeah, Arkansas. I mean, uh, we we talked about that in the recap. Uh, I'm all aboard the Arkansas train. Choo choo. Yeah, woo pig for me. Yep, going bacon. Going bacon. Have you ever seen their mascot? No, I don't think I have. In person? Like in person. No. I mean, y'all Google it on your own time, but it is the biggest pig <laughs> that I've ever seen, dude. It is terrifying. And it's like hairy, hairy. and gross looking. Yeah. And like, oh, wow. 
It's a hog. Get me, get me, get you in this pen with me, boy. I'm gonna freaking <laughs> rip you in half. You're gonna need three pit bulls and sixteen guys. The Tusk it's five. Be a hell of a fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. But too bad that pig can't play football for him. Uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs, Memphis Tigers, uh, the Fighting Pirates. Will Rogers has been looking pretty solid. Uh, Memphis, you know, they're always they're always sneaky. Um, what is it? What's the spread on this one? We got three and a half, my, or no, minus three for the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Oh, it's hard for me to pick against leeches, but – Leach, they look good against NC State. They they housed the opening kickoff, yeah. which started things. The cowbells were ringing. Who you got, Zach? I need to know. Uh, let's go, pick. Mississippi State. I can't go against the Pirate. All right, here's 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 where we di- differentiate. Here, I'm taking Memphis, man. They're playing at Memphis, dude. Um, see, you set me up with those stats, like, oh, they look good against NC State. <laughs> see, I see you trying to get the split difference right here to win. I see Bro, what you're doing. I'm just here to put your head in a toilet. Um, <laughs> I'm taking Memphis. I'm taking Memphis at Memphis. I think Mississippi State comes off of a big win. They got some momentum. NC State played horribly. They made tons of mistakes. Uh, the opening kickoff, like I said, returned for Mississippi State. Set the tone for that game. It was hard to come back from those cowbells. I'm taking Memphis to upset, win outright, and cover the spread against Mississippi State. I agree with you. I'm going with Memphis. Let's go, Leach. I need to get back in it. There Let's he goes, go, Zach. That's going to be your pick if that, if Leach wins that Let's one. Let's go. Yeah, I need it. Uh, Dig all right, that hole deeper. We got the Cox versus the Dogs at Sanford. Mm, and it's 31 and a half for the Dogs. Woo. Rick Flair said, I'm going with the Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm on Georgia. I, I wish that South Carolina was better because it's usually a game in the East that you look forward to, a, rival, a rivalry game. Um, oh, the Spurrier days, USC yeah, Georgia was good stuff. Epic, yeah. And so, wish it was closer. Georgia blows them out. Um, I, I I don't think Georgia covers, believe it or not. I'm riding with your boy, Zeb Nolan. I think Georgia wins by 27 or 28 points and just wins the game, but South Carolina squeaks out late to cover. That is a that's a good pick, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with uh, South Carolina to win if it's golf rules. Yeah, Low, nice. lowest score wins. Lowest score nice. wins. So you got Georgia. So I got Georgia. Nice. I see All what right. you did there. Now this one, this one is my game of the week. I think mm. this one's gonna be a heck of a game. All right, unlike Alabama, Florida. All right, we got Penn State minus six and a half. All right, playing Auburn Tigers. Ooh. Both quarterbacks is kind of a statement game on the road, though, at Penn State. Full capacity. I mean, it's a whiteout. Hey, Tigers, you know, that's just, that's a that's like, you know, at Alabama, that's like at Tennessee when it's full LSU. I mean, that's going to be a vicious environment and they haven't had it in over a year. You know, you can't simulate that in practice. So Coach Bobo and Harsing definitely got a tall, tall task. Um. I'm going with the Nittany Lions. Mm, I hate to go against the SEC, but Nittany Lions pulled off. Uh, I think that I think that's a fair pick. I really do. Um, t- a tough place to play for any team, especially for a team like Auburn's never been there before. First time these teams have matched up. Uh, first time Auburn's ever been uh, to Penn State. Uh, Whiteout game, uh, hundred something thousand fans rocking. Uh, a lot of history there, as we know. I am going against you, Zach. I'm taking Auburn 
to win the game, Auburn plus the points. I think that Bo Nix has had a confident enough start. They've played a couple of high school teams to start the season. Uh, they put up mad points. He's on point. Harson's got these guys fired up. Uh, as much as it hurts me to say, I'm, I'm riding with the Auburn Tigers. I think that it comes down to a conference situation where the SEC outweighs here and uh, Auburn comes back to the Plains with a victory. You just want Auburn to be good, so the the Iron Bowl is going to be sweet. No, I want Auburn to be bad at everything. This is just me being (laughs) a very unbiased, natural selector here on this show. Okay, okay, okay. And again, I'm trying to keep my bald-ass head out of a toilet. Yeah, natural selection, (laughs) Carl. Not Carl Marx, uh, uh, Darwin, Charles Darwin. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Darwin is evolving evolving to keep our head out of the toilet. Natural selection. All right, I'm going right. to leave it up to the eight ball. So Herbert Hoover. Oh, you're okay. pulling the eight ball out for yeah, your pick? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's too close. Will Auburn win this game? I'm going to star this pick. This should be like if if you yeah. go with. Yeah, this is an assist. Contacting the Oracle. My reply is no. My reply is no. So you got Penn State? I've got Penn State to win. I think Penn State covers. The eight ball has spoken. I, I can respect I that. I do not go back on the eight ball. All the all-knowing eight ball. So I'm so I'm a standalone with Auburn. All right, that's yeah, noted. yeah. Oh, dude, you're you're gonna be down, sucker. Sucker. All right, sucker. We got, who we got next, Zach? Um, sorry, flipped out. He's going back. We got Tulane at Ole Miss, fourteen and a half. Yeah, Ole Miss. Let's go. I got Ole Miss winning. I, I don't know about the cover. I, I like the over in this game. I watched Tulane week one put up points and scare the hell out of Oklahoma. Um, even though they moved the game back to Norman for them. Uh, Tulane show that they've got seniority, experience on offense, good coaching staff. Uh, I expect Ole Miss to handle business. I got them winning the game. Uh, unsure on the on the spread there. Uh, if, if I had a gun to my head, place a bet right now, I would take Ole Miss, but uh, that's one to be decided. Ole Miss wins. Absolutely. There's, there's no question about it at this point. You know, negative – it's – Number 17, Ole Miss versus Tulane, which is a small private school. Um, even though it's a great school, I think Ole Miss. Do you know their it. mascot? Is it the, green? The green the wave. wave. Oh, Riley, I know you know. Come he, on, Carter's. He said it. He's Carter's reading a small it off, private school in New he's Orleans. Re, he's reading it off of his computer. He knows. <laughs> he's reading their Wikipedia <laughs> page. I see, uh, I see they have a yearly attendance of 3,000. Uh, right, last game, Stanford. Is it at Vandy? It is. It's it's in Nashville. The smartest the smartest people on Broadway in fifteen years. Stanford versus Vandy. <laughs> uh, more more brain cells in downtown Nashville that we than ever, ever, ever before. Coach Shaw just got Clay Helton fired after he upset and beat USC. Um, Stanford. I mean, that guy's been there for 115 years. Why yeah. would you go anywhere else? It's, you living in Palo. You're living in a beautiful place of the country. Beautiful part of california i mean i couldn't live in california no offense zach i know you spent a lot of times there uh with my with my brother but um and i i love visiting i couldn't live in california but uh yeah shaw's in a good space vanderbilt the vanderbilt colorado state game was literally like watching a middle school game my brother coaches middle school and they had a better game last week that went to two ot's um Stanford, Vanderbilt, smartest people, great education, best degrees. They're going to be smarter and richer than all of us combined, but the game's going to be shite, and Stanford is going to win and pummel the Commodores. I think Vanderbilt's got the win here. I love it. Um, I love you know, it. I used to be in the stands, and one of my tears would be, 
we got better SAT scores. And I can't do that this game. Yeah. It sucks. But, you know, I think I think Vanderbilt still inks out the win just by a little bit. Three points. And Stanford, Stanford lost uh, Kansas State. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It's college football, baby. I think I know. Vanderbilt can't win. Who's your pick, Zach? That's all that matters. You taking Vandy? No, do I look like a tree on the Zoom? That's what I was trying to no, do. Oh, no, it no, looks like you're making a V. <laughs> He's calling for the safety, everybody. Yeah. He's got his hands together over his head. Apparently, this means tree. I was trying to look like, you know, the Christmas tree, their mascot. Um, but yeah, Stanford. Duh. All right. Write them down, ink them. We got another week of pickums. This is getting better and better each week. Maybe the gap will get narrowed. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll spread out. We're getting closer it and closer. It all ends in a swirly. All <laughs> ends in a swirly. We're getting closer and closer to sewage porcelain, baby. And all I know is all those beautiful Goldilocks you got, Zach, look a lot better in a toilet than my head will. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I don't know. I might buzz my head and go so I get the real rally feel. I I, I, I'd respect that a lot. Honestly. Hey, if uh, Zach, if Riley wins, I'll get his arms. You get his legs. We'll just put him in the toilet anyway. Oh, dude, no. He, he, I'm a fighter, he bro. Does, you thought that Wu Pig Suey in Arkansas was the son of a bitch in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Riley, oh, no. He's going to take his shirt off. We ain't going to get him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, t- it's a tough He's going to rub butter all over his body. We ain't getting that guy, dude. He's going to be a grease pig just ain't running around the living room. Ain't a chance. I'm a bouncer's nightmare. Um, <laughs> all right, so look, here's the deal. We, we ran it down. We ran it back. We recapped. Uh, we had some wild games. Wasn't the, wasn't the greatest slate, but we had some, some good games, some good action. Last week, we're looking forward to this week. We've got, like we said, the two keynote games, number one, Alabama in the swamp in Gainesville at number 11, Florida, and number 22, Auburn traveling to number 10, Penn State. Uh, some other good ones in the mix there. Watch out for some upsets. It's been fun breaking them down and predicting. We'll keep tallies on the swirlies. And uh, as always, we appreciate you listening, following, liking, sharing. Tell everybody about us. This is SCCQB Podcast presented by Believe. I'm your co-host, Riley Sinyard, our main man, Zach Mettenberger, Florida quarterback at LSU and in the NFL, and our great producer, Mr. Alex Carter. We will be back next week like we are every week for the remainder of the season. Stay tuned. Let's go watch some American football. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.